Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, Next Level Network. We are here, ready to do a thing. Today is a big day, longer episode, so strap in, get comfortable, or, um, you know, check out after this. Whatever you want to do. I don't mind. So (laughs) the reason that it is longer and a special day is that we have a guest. Alvaro returned to the show because Wormtooth has a new album coming out September 2nd. The Yellow Tapes, Man in the Long Coat, Act 1, or wait, what is it? I'm sorry. It's the Yellow Tapes, Act 1, right? I said it in the thing. The Man in the Long Coat is the um, the first part of this trilogy that he's working on, so uh, he came back to talk all about it. There is a link to the Indiegogo, which is not, as you hear this, it is still open, so you can still uh, make some requests, get some, uh, is that how it works? Get some uh, some limited stuff. So go ahead and, uh, and click on that. That's in the show notes at themeltingpat.com. And wormtooth.net is where you find more from him. So that's what's going on with the show today. I do have some stuff to talk about, but we're going to save it for another time because, well, we have a guest. And like I said, it's a longer show. So why would I do more work than I've already done? Right? Right. So here we go. This is, again, wormtooth.net for more from him and the album, The Yellow Tapes Act One, The Man in the Long Coat comes out, I think I got it right, uh, comes out on September 2nd, so this is me and Alvaro for, uh, well, essentially, Wormtooth Part 3. There we are. All right, you're back. You made it back yes. to the show. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, also, just, like, real quick, I don't know whether I come onto your show as Alvaro or as Wormtooth. Um, I think the first time when you came on with Ron, hi, Ron, I don't know if Ron listens when you're on, or at all, uh, you Probably. are Alvaro, but every other time it's been Wormtooth. Okay, great. Which I think this is your third Wormtooth appearance. This is my third Wormtooth. Yeah, because the last Fifth time you total? were here, is it is it five total? Let me oh, think. Six here. total, because one time I came on not for music, but to do the um, <laughs> the Disney villains thing. Well, that was the same appearance. We made that okay. one episode. Oh, you did combine them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was like the longest episode we've ever that I've ever had, I think. Amazing. <laughs> Cuz we spent like an hour and 20 on Disney villains. I am somewhat long-winded when it comes to things that you can be opinionated about. It was awesome. It's fantastic. So I'm, gl- I'm yeah, so glad. You're really trying to uh to set a record here for most appearances on this program. Yes. Uh you may be in the lead. I haven't I'll look it up later. Probably in the lead for musical category. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. For just coming on because <laughs> Most... you have a new. Well, the joke at the beginning was you're just going to keep starting new projects. I know. And, I know. and come on as that. I thought but... about that today and I was like a third time with the same project. Who do I think I am, Mr. <laughs> Fancy Pants? <laughs> it's good, though. We, so we kind of get to go through like the whole your whole the whole history of Wormtooth has been documented on this show. I, I have it on my website. Uh, there's like a, I have a section for press and I have it in my EPK, my appearances here, because it's actually a very good, I think like a uh, explanation of what the project is and stuff. Oh, uh, wonderful. I will, I will send you the, uh, 
the links because we we changed websites, so I had to re-upload the interviews. So I'll oh. send them all to you today. I think I have them like uploaded on my page. So oh, that nice because like for the EPK, you really just want everyone to be able to like that like the L- EPK electronic press kit. In case people yeah. don't know, uh, just like when you send it to like a venue or a whatever, it's like you don't want them to have to worry about somebody else's site is down. They're That's not going to listen to the whole interview, but the fact that it's there and they can hear five minutes of it, like, this is really what I want. That's true. That's a that's a solid point. That's me. Yeah. Ah, so you got solid it. All right. So you, so you, <laughs> you're a solid point, and I'm a I'm a less hateable guest on right. Uh, right. There's a throwback for anybody who remembers that far that far behind us <laughs> i've been talking about gaston somewhat recently uh and thinking about that episode and i was thinking it'd be really f- great to see a high concept you know like the like sandman or breaking bad or whatever like real like high concept show called gaston that is beauty and the beast but told from gaston's point of view so you want another gritty reboot of of a kid's property <laughs> yeah but specifically this would be more like wicked okay right? where it's like oh yeah of course they look bad when you only see this side that's the premise but he does look bad like the premise is he is still an <laughs> like it doesn't make him look better in fact sometimes it's like oh he had a moment of realization and then he did it anyway <laughs> like <laughs> He knew it was wrong and he decided right, to keep going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause fun fact, Gaston actually is just a piece of Turns that's all out it is. N- not great. <laughs> not great. Turns out he actually sucks in in a in a live action reboot as well. <laughs> yeah. Although they did a live action Beauty and what, the Beast. Like, yeah. They've done a couple. I remember uh, it was like twenty fifteen or so, Emma. Yeah, oh, crap. But there was name? also a TV show. The Harry Potter girl. What's her name? Emma something. Uh, Damn it. Watson. Emma Watson. Watson. Does that sound right? Yep. That was a good. Uh, I enjoyed the movie in, in in spite of not remembering anyone's name. I liked the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, what's it called? Uh, there was a show back in the day, like in the 90s, that was like Beast was just a guy wearing a bunch of makeup. Yeah. And it was like a, what's it called? Uh, what's the vampire one? Where everyone, uh, the vampire werewolf one, where it's like, oh, you took a horror thing and made it a romance thing. Twilight? It was like Twilight. It was in that style oh. a little earlier than that. Just a TV show about Beauty okay. and the Beast. Huh. I'll put it in the show. I'll look it up and put it in the show notes for anybody who wants to check it out. Because uh, I have no recollection of it at the moment. That's, do you, wow. Do you remember Zoobly Zoo? Zoobly Zoo. It rings a bell. I have no... No concrete memories. Well, then, never mind. That was just like a weird kids show that had like a bunch of like people <laughs> wearing like weird makeup and costumes and stuff. And I was going to compare the two. But if you don't know it, then that doesn't actually help much. Fair. Okay. Fair. Uh, <laughs> I do see. Uh, I'm, so I'm looking at this press kit you sent, which you were very excited to send me, you said, before we, right yes. before we started. I see that as of... As of today, you're you're over your goal. Yes. So congratulations. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome, man. I did not contribute because, uh, again, babies are a lot and they're expensive. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> but I, I, no, I, that's okay. <laughs> in case you're anyone doesn't know. You're contributing by doing this interview. <laughs> I'm giving you my time, which I can't get back. That's true. Um, that's not, that's not like it's going to be terrible, but every time you've come on the show, it's been fun. So it's yeah. going to be great. Um, but yeah, we, with the Indiegogo went well. Uh, I, it, I mean, we still have 15 days left. I don't know when this goes up. Uh, I don't know. Probably. What did we say? Hold on. So today is the 19th. This will go up on the 27th, I think. Okay. So then people will still have like five days. Okay. There you go. Uh, as of right now, though, we sold out of all of our VHS tapes. I'm going to try to make more, but like you have to kind of hand make them. And the VCR we were using broke one of the oh, tapes no. and we were able to fix it. But then we couldn't use the tape we were using to copy. So we had to use a different copy tape and then the VCR stopped working. So we will see. I'm going to try to make more, but we sold we sold the six copies I literally own. So, oh, so you <laughs> yeah. don't have any of your own. I have there's like the original, but the the original there's like there's a difference between the original and the copies because there is a device we use to copy it that adds in all of this other effect. OK, Um, but yeah, the the VHS I was very excited about uh, and I did not think we would sell more than maybe one to like one of my big fans or whatever, but that's the one that sold out uh, pretty quickly. And now I'm, I'm trying to think about making stretch goals. Cause okay. that's the big, that's the big thing. When you reach your goal early, you want to make stretch goals so okay. that people know what they're contributing past the goal. Uh, and then there's yeah. a lot here though. There's a lot of, there are a lot of, um, I guess incentives is the word for people contributing. There's like the, the card pack that you you've made yourself. There's the cassettes, there's the posters, the t-shirt, of course you're, you're big on t-shirts. I know that. Yeah. And I love this poster by the way. Thank you. So is it, did you made that? Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I'm going to have to try to get one at some point. I think I have some room on these, on the walls here. So we'll see. Um, so actually, I want to know, I want to hear about this card thing because I don't know anything about. Is it tarot cards, tarot cards? How do you say tarot it? cards? Yeah, tarot cards. So okay. um, I know very little about them. Uh, but you made your general. own deck. Yeah, I, um, so I've been doing a lot of stuff with algorithm art, uh, AI art, both feeding in uh, you know um, text prompts and stuff. But uh, then also once I get the art back, I, I often like to edit it or. Uh, you know, paint on, digitally paint on it, uh, or what have you. But this card, uh, this, this tarot deck is, um, all done in this one specific style of AI that I used. Um, uh, and it's like an 81 card deck. Most tarot card decks are 78 cards. This one has three unique cards that don't exist in the regular tarot. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, I'm sending out, so I actually have a deck that I call the Decay Tarot deck. So the decks that people can buy are like a copy of it. This is actually it I'm holding. I'm showing you in the oh, nice. the video. Um, so the cards, like just so you can see, are like vaguely like surreal art. But uh, people keep the card. So when I give you a, a reading from it, you keep the card as that's your card. The deck gets smaller, which is why it's called the Decay Tarot, because it's, you know, decaying. Is, that's very clever, first of all. Thank and you. 
Is that normal in tarot cards that people get to keep them or no? No, no. Okay. Generally speaking, you you keep it together. Uh, you keep your deck together. And it's, a deck is like a personal thing. It is for me, uh, but I really, I love... Wormtooth is really about creativity and inspiring creativity and others is like one of the best things that could possibly happen with the project, you know? Uh, so the the reading that I give is a one card reading, but it's not about your life and your, it's really specifically about creative stuff. And like, I, I, it's a, it's a reading about your creativity or your, um, you know, your passions, your art or, or what have you. I've done a handful of them now. I was actually, before we started this, I was going through the Indiegogo and picking out doing the readings for all of the people that have submitted there's currently 30 backers i did not realize how many how long that would take but i wanted to get rid of i wanted to get all of those cards before i do a show because i do the readings at shows as well oh okay got it and so that's the solution i'm just yeah we're gonna pretend that never happened and uh (laughs) no we're not it's fine uh (laughs) peek behind the curtain i had to make sure everybody was getting recorded and it's better to stop now than an hour from now at the end of this or whatever. So, <laughs> so we're back. It's all going to be spliced together. It'll be fine. So yeah, tarot cards. I like, yeah, I have a very limited knowledge, but you've made decks with extra cards and people get to keep those when you do. So right. when you do a reading at a show, that's where we were. Yes. Um, you do a reading at a show yes. and then whatever the card, like whatever card have, I've never done a tarot reading, but so whatever card is drawn for that person Normally, you would keep it, but instead, they now keep that card? Right. So basically, you would use the deck uh, to show them something about themselves. Every time you get a reading, all of the cards are in the deck. You have an equal chance of getting the the Ace of Swords as you do of getting Death or, God forbid, the Tower. Uh, In this one, once somebody gets the Ace of... You know, I was about to say the Ace of Spades, which is not... The Ace of Spades! The the Ace of Swords. (laughs) You can't get the Ace of Swords anymore. It's out. It's gone. Okay. So it's like playing for keeps with pogs. Correct. Correct. It's exactly <laughs> like playing for keep with pogs or anti with magic. There you go. Um, I knew we were going to get a magic reference in here because you're, gotta, uh, gotta, you're big. Gotta get it. them in there. Gotta yeah. get them in there somewhere. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So I do these. So there, the I think the thing I was saying was it's about creativity. So I kind of yes. do it also. As you saw, some of the cards are um they're surreal and the AI art that I use is very uh, surreal in its style. And so um, I also kind of ask people, you know, kind of like a, um, an inkblot test. I ask people to describe what they see. And so not just what the card means, but also what you view the card as is how I kind of uh, give you your creative reading and like what, Oh. And that could be things to focus on, things that are causing you problems, what have you. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah, so they could see like, hey, I think this looks like, I don't know, I got nothing, but this looks yeah. like this. And so do you do you then tailor the reading to that? Yes, in a way? I, tr- I try to include what they said. Uh, someone recently was getting a reading of one of them, and they mentioned that the the person looked like they were cut in half. And... So that was a big part of what the reading was, you know, like uh, like dream interpretation or any other thing. Sometimes it's about getting to what that means to them more than anything. Um, okay. 
you know, it's just a way of reflecting on uh, specific aspects of yourself, I guess. And people are, are super into this at your shows. They're all they're diving in. So I have only offered it so far. This is the second show I've offered it at. OK, so the amount of people who have gotten readings is this might be the first this might be the first show I've offered it. At, actually, I did a couple of readings for people that I did creative projects with. And then I have just started doing it for the Indiegogo. Today, I have a show and it is going to be the first one where I am offering readings at the merch table. All right. All right. Hope it, Well, uh, this will be out by the time, you know, that'll be over right. by the time this is out. So I hope it went well. I'm sure it did. And that everyone enjoyed their, uh, their cards. Right. And if people are in the Philly area, they can go get a reading on September 2nd at Century Bar. It's a bar in Philadelphia. There you go. Wonderful. So go that's get a reading. Do, that's, that's the release show for the album. Tell him I sent you and he'll know who I am. Right. If you honestly, if you, if you tell me that you heard about us on the Melting Pat podcast, I will, uh, I'll give you some extra stickers and stuff. Oh, wow. See that? Drop my name, get some stickers and stuff. You're welcome, yep. everybody. And I'll definitely tell work. Pat too. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> or not. If you don't want to, if you don't want Pat to know, I won't tell Pat. It'll be our little secret. Ooh. Mystery. See, that's kind of the other part of Wormtooth is there's a lot of a lot of mystery going on. And I like yeah. that now I'm being included in it. So. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot well, of like, OK, here's what we have. And then so now with this new project, the Yellow Tapes, Act One, the man in the long coat. Yes. Um, did I get that right? Yep. All right. Great. I read what you wrote here. See, thanks for writing all this stuff for me. Yeah. to read. So I sound like I know I sound like I did research beyond yeah, you this. sound like an expert. Thanks, man. If you didn't say you were reading it, you'd it would be like just like completely <laughs> shattered. It's like, wow. <laughs> I can't lie to the people, Alvaro. That's true. I don't true. have it in me. Um so yeah, so this is I see this is gonna be a three part, obviously. It's obviously more than one if you yeah. have act one. Although if you did just say act one and then never released in act two, that would kind of be like a worm tooth thing to do. Be like, well, they told us we couldn't do it. You know, I one of my favorite things, it, one of my favorite fictions ever, uh, there is an episode of the Venture Brothers called yes. Escape from the House of Mummies Part 2. And it starts with a previously on the Venture Brothers, and it shows stuff that never happened. <laughs> and then we get a part two that doesn't resolve and then says next time on the Venture Brothers, and we never get to see it. There was never an Escape from the House of Mummies one, never an Escape from the House of Mummies three. I, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff where you just get dropped in, and you're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> What's? Where's the rest of this?" That's funny. Yeah, I like that so much. That reminds me of uh, if you've ever seen Mike Tyson Mysteries, was an animated show a couple yeah, of years I ago. I don't I don't think I've uh, I've, I saw commercials and stuff. I, I don't think I've actually watched the show. It's utterly ridiculous. And we loved it. And the, so the intro, like usually with an animated show or any show, the intro is like stuff that's happened or that's going to happen in the season you're watching. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But with this, the intro was stuff that never happened in the show. And then they did an episode of like, hey, remember this? We remember when I punched a dinosaur and like this and like, Mike, that never it was like that never happened. It was like a fever dream or something like that. But the whole intro is just um like a collage of things that never happened in the show it's hilarious uh -huh. that's awesome <laughs> and then they like they called back to it and they're like what are you talking about what, did, what that never happened it was uh it's so great watch mike tyson mysteries i think it's still not on to Hulu. like 
tangent to another show about another show, but that reminds me of the second episode of Clerks, the cartoon. Oh, right. Which was a clip show. Yeah. Of the first episode of Clerks. (laughs) (laughs) Because there was only one episode to do a clip show from. (laughs) And they just keep showing the same, like, there's like three clips that got shown like 40 times, like just shorter and shorter and shorter each time. That's fantastic. Clerks 3 coming soon. Yeah, it's true. By the way, in case anyone Um, doesn't know. But yeah, that's like that's kind of stuff has always been part and parcel to what I like to do. I like to drop people in in the middle of something and kind of uh, let them have to figure it out through the what I've given them. Right. Because it's not necessarily that there's a given mystery. Right. It's not like you you could say like, oh, what is the mystery in this one? It's like, no, it's just like a bunch of stuff that I have to figure out what happened, kind of. And uh, yeah, that's always been my my favorite type of um, fiction. Yeah, it's like we're given part of the story kind of like, here's this, here's here's where we're going. And then we don't always get the rest implicitly. Like we kind of have to fill in the blanks as we go along, which I think is really has what made this whole project kind of stand out to me anyway, where it's like, yes, there there's a story being told, but it's not, it's not being fed to you. Like you kind of have to infer some things here and there and you still get the whole picture once you sit down and go, okay, well this connects to that part. And then that is, you know, that's how we got to the space we're in now. Right. At least I think that's what it is. Does that make any sense to anyone? Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) I, uh, you know, and, and so for the first album breach, there was the whole ARG I did called The Man in the Long Coat. Yes. And it doesn't get mentioned anywhere on Breach. It doesn't have any like references or anything. So there's a lot of um, what do these two things have to do with each other? And in a lot of ways, I think this album is the first time that I've gone back to one of those questions and kind of explored it more. Because that's what this is, is a reference to the ARG from, the, uh, from Breach. So now we all have to have been along for the ride the whole time to have any clue what you're talking about. (laughs) So that's the thing, though. You don't. (laughs) Um, You can. I I really wanted to make this album self-contained, even though it's a part one. I wanted it to feel like uh, its own complete thing. Um, But then if you Google Man in the Long Coat or if you look up stuff about the Man in the Long Coat, there's all this other backstory that you can explore. And that I really enjoy. I really enjoy someone who's like, oh, this is cool. This thing about the man in the long coat. I, I wonder what what if that's based on something from the Internet or, you know, like Slenderman or, or what have you. And uh, being able to have someone go back and be like, oh, there's like a bunch of pages on this website <laughs> devoted to the man in the long coat. Yeah, I like well, that. I'm, I'm doing I'm looking at it right now and uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not giving anything away, but I am confirming what you said for the people. Yeah. In case anyone is too lazy to look it up, I did it for you. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) I won't tell you, but yes, the end. I'm not going to tell you what I found other than, yes, there's a lot here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like this, like the worm tooth is kind of, you've always done a lot with physical media, which I think is great because not everyone does that anymore. I mean, you know, cassettes and, and vinyl have kind of, made a resurgence in the last, I don't know, five, 10 years or so. But I feel like every, every uh, instance of your 
project or your whatever new project you come on here to promote always includes physical media. And is that something that's been requested or is that something that you have decided like, this is where I want to go with this project? Uh, so it's where I want to go uh, with the project. I specifically, one of the things I say in the Indiegogo video is I want people to be able to hold the anomalous item in their hands. Like I want people to hold the thing that they're reading about in their hands. A book that influenced me a lot in the writing of this particular album is a book of short stories by Robert Chambers called um, The King in Yellow. And The King in Yellow is a book of short stories. They're not really connected, except that they all start with like excerpts from a play called The King in Yellow. Like at the beginning of the chap of the short story, it has like a little excerpt. And then they sometimes in some of them, a character is reading a book called The King in Yellow and it makes them crazy. Like it makes them become insane um, oh. or have weird magic powers or curses or, or whatever. Like uh, it has this uh, weird power over them and something about reading a book that mentions the book you're reading. There's a, there's a it's very a meta. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, but it also makes you feel like a character in the universe. When I watch like game of Thrones, I am a person from our world watching a movie. When I read the Hobbit, I'm a person from middle earth reading Bilbo's journal. Okay. And when I'm holding the book, I can, see myself holding this journal, you know, like, uh, in a, in a way I I've always been drawn to media that begs you to imagine yourself as a character later on figuring all of this out in the same world. Like, yeah, like, like you're the one like you're getting the story later or like you're, yeah, like you're finding the story. Like you said, finding, uh, Bilbo's journal, like, yes, I am in this, world i am immersed into this story and exactly yeah it, it does give you like a better understanding and a better connect a deeper connection to the story that you're going through right and it does lend itself to the thing we were talking about about not explaining some things just because like he doesn't explain to everyone in his journal what middle earth is because if you're reading this you're from middle earth he doesn't tell you what elves are because you know what elves are everyone in middle earth knows what elves are you like, might be an elf reading the journal right. Exactly. And uh, that that kind of I don't know, I've, I've always like the Blair Witch was another one that really influenced me a lot. Love, it. Uh, Love it, the Blair just, Witch. Uh, uh, that and it's one of those things where it feels like you are in the world. Like at the, you leave that movie. I think at the, that movie didn't have like any warning saying that it wasn't that it was fictional. And in fact, may have at the beginning had a thing that said all of this stuff actually happened or it's based so, on a trip. Yeah. So the, the whole thing was they, that was in, it was in 99 that came out. Uh -huh. So like internet was a thing, but yeah. it wasn't like anybody can go on anytime and, and find out all the information. So they made like a fake website and with fake newspaper clippings and like, Hey, we're looking like the, the kids on the documentary crew didn't show up to press things because they were, uh, they were deemed missing. And so right. the, the whole thing was like, 
yep, these kids are mid. We don't know where they are. We just found these tapes. You know, they're like, oh, we found these. Like they showed old like newspaper clippings that weren't that weren't real because this whole thing, right? Uh, you know, it's is fiction. But going in, like for me, Blair Witch, and not to get off on a thing, but I love the no, Blair Witch please. project. I could talk about Blair Witch for for days. Um, yeah, like going into that movie believing the whole story is the because once you watch it the first time, it's like oh my god. Huh. Then you watch it again, you're like oh well, that's fake because this and that whatever. But kind of shut it, almost shutting off your brain. Not really, but immersing in the world of yep, this is a thing that happened. They went to the woods in in Maryland and uh, they didn't come back. We just found these tapes, right. and right. I think like having to. I mean, I'm a wrestling fan, so suspending disbelief is nothing new for yeah. me. Uh, right. So so I think you kind of have to do that with some of these projects where, like, of course, that couldn't really happen in the real world. But what if it did? What right. if it did? Like, how much how much more immersive is this story if we just kind of turn off and go, you know what? Let's all take this as much as we can at face value. Right. And uh, yeah, I actually, the finding the tape aspect I'm doing I'm doing a thing with um with a group called Shadow Studios. They do music videos and uh, live videos for for bands. If you've seen any of my live videos on YouTube, they did all of the they shot all of the live videos, and we're working on a music video right now for the song No Gods No Masters. And while we were working on that, we also shot the ARG for this one, which is called Do Not Watch, which is a it's done like the Blair Witch uh, in that style where they were on a shoot for something else. They were doing something else and they found a VHS tape, a yellow VHS tape that says do not watch. And we're currently um, I think they're post they're posting it on TikTok and on um, and on YouTube. I think on their Instagram too. Uh, Instagram is at made by shadow studios. YouTube always has like a weird, complicated thing. Um, yes. And their TikTok is also at my made by Shadow Studios. You can follow those links to the YouTube. But I think he's actually posting the fourth update on YouTube today. The TikTok updates are different than the other than the YouTube ones. So we're do we're telling like a story that you kind of have to go to different platforms because he's just posting it. They're like they're just posting it as if it was happening, you know? Okay. And a lot of people have responded to the TikTok ones because there's no like disclaimer that says this isn't real. This is part of a thing, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's been, that's been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, that's really where the yellow VHS uh, comes into play is the, from that uh, video. So uh, that's going to be kind of, I think that's, that's kind of neat. And if people like Blair Witch, it's a fun thing to follow. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. And you're back with Bulb for uh, a little bit on this on this album, right? Right. So I actually asked um, Bulb to give me some. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say to give me some noise, and then it just uh, sounds like I'm in front of a crowd being like, "Give me some noise." <laughs> uh, but you know, he's a noise artist, so I, I asked him to give me some noise for um, a for one of the tracks. And so there is, uh, I, it's a Neil Young cover actually nice. um called solo number five i think uh it's from the dead man soundtrack uh um, okay the score to dead man which is um a jim jarmusch film it's like a black and white cowboy movie uh jim jarmusch also did ghost dog um 
and I've, I've always really loved this movie, but uh, the soundtrack is made by um, uh, Neil Young and it's just him playing an electric guitar. Like I think twice through, he watched the movie twice, recorded it. And that's what the album is. And nice. uh, the score is really phenomenal. If you can find it online, uh, I really, really love it. It's been really influential to me, but um, that cowboy uh, sound is something that I've really been kind of obsessed with lately. And it's like, there's a lot of that in the guitar on this album. So I, used i covered that you know uh i say cover but it is a it's an instrumental uh song so that's it's a little weird to call it a cover because i put you know there's talking over top of it maybe interpolation is is better but uh (laughs) yeah i i don't know if everybody knows what that is and it just felt whatever i'll just call it a cover yeah that's probably fair although i guess maybe people people will be disappointed that you won't be singing on that you won't be singing that song, but uh, it's okay. Well, there was no, there's no, no I, lyrics on that song. I, so. No, I, I was trying I to keep the joke going. I guess I could have sung up. the guitar part. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what I mean. You should have. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> that's not even the right. That's like the, the Transylvania song. Whenever the vampire shows up. <laughs> I don't know. That has nothing to do with this, uh, this project. It has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but no. neither did, well... We we ended up talking about Venture Brothers and Mike Tyson mystery, so I guess all that's out the window, right? It's Connecting true. things might be out the window. It's true. In this, your fifteenth appearance on the show. Yeah, I guess at this point, you know, like it's just having somebody on at this point. It's not even <laughs> an appearance, right? It's just like, oh, one of our co-hosts is back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. At this point, if people don't know. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll share all the interviews so you can kind of go back through and the Disney villain segment, which is one of the most fun things I've ever done on this show. Yeah. Um, so we're going to we're going to throw that up as well. So there's been some yeah. new Disney villains. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not really caught up on all this stuff. It's a lot of Encanto around here with a one year old. Yeah. Um, Encanto and which Kanto is great, has some good by the way. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I was hesitant to watch it. Uh, at first because everybody had said such good things. And whenever that happens, I get in that like mindset of, well, now I'm going to hate it because everyone has built it up. But no, yeah. it was really, it was really, yeah, good. there's, there's no it. way for it to live up to expectations. Right. Yeah, it's true. There's yeah. even like, I, I like that some of the, um, that more and more Disney movies now have like rap or almost rap in them. They did that for you, by the way. Just for you. Oh, just for yeah. oh, it, it, that wasn't in your version. No, <laughs> the guy was podcasting instead. <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, I think it's a woman who raps in Encanto, but yeah, she was yeah. podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly how it happened. Carrying the weight of this family is too much. You are now listening to the Encanto podcast, <laughs> and I'm your. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was on before when you had your old uh, your old co-host uh, Bruno. We don't talk we, about we Bruno no, on the show. No, no Bruno is Bruno's Uh-oh. no more. No, <laughs> yes, the entire movie. There's no singing. It's just oh, me it's, telling it's you amazing. what's happening. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm glad someone was able to enjoy my Encanto podcast. And you yes. think you would think like, oh, they're doing an Encanto podcast. They're like diving into the backstories of all these characters. No, he's just reading you what happens in the movie. <laughs> he's just it seems like he's watching the movie and reading the closed captions to us, <laughs> but not singing. He's just saying the words to the song. And then it says singing in foreign language. Oh, OK. <laughs> Yes, let's I make like that, that a it thing. says. I like when it says foreign language. It's like no one told you what. No one told you what language it was. Nope. You didn't get so, like you didn't get that in the in the when you were transcribing for your closed captioning. What the? Nope. You didn't figure out the foreign language in the movie Encanto. Right. You, you couldn't figure that one out. Sometimes also you get like uh, things like crying in Spanish. <laughs> or whatever yes. where it's like that's not in spanish like that's not in Sp- just because the person who speaks spanish doesn't mean they're crying is in spanish. so it's uh, L- uh, sorry so so you're bilingual so does that mean something different for you than it than it does for me oh when someone yeah when someone says crying, crying in, spanish? in spanish yes that means yes. something different for you because they would have just said llorando if they meant llorando <laughs> means slightly it's like poorly translated crying yeah <laughs> That's what they should put instead. Poorly translated crying. <laughs> they should just have uh, that in there. <laughs> I will say, I, you know, um, I, I can't really, I'm one of those people and probably people will hate me for this, but I'm one of those people who can't handle reading uh, like subtitles. I have to watch it dubbed. It's very difficult for me. I will if like, if there's no other option, but it's like real tough for me uh, to pay attention to the what they're saying and what's going on on the screen. Um, That's fair. But one of the weird problems with dubs is that they will do the sounds that people make. And people make sounds differently when they are talking in different languages. So when sometimes when they're translated, it always is like a weird... Like in Spanish, people often go like, I... Like, which is just like an owl or like a, oh, you know, but yeah. like if they go like a hey, like that doesn't mean the same thing as I like, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, like, like, I is like of, ah, but a is like a like it's not right. the same thing. Yeah, it happens a lot in anime where that where someone is breathing in like a way and they they the the voice actor will do the breathing and. If you're watching the subtitled version, it does not come off as weird because it's sounds that go with the language. But when they like yeah. do it in English, sometimes it just has this like, oh, oh, oh. and it's like, what? Why do you breathe like that? Like, like that, that that's, didn't... A, that's a that's a that's uh, a an aroused moan is what that right. is. <laughs> but it's just different sounds. Or like that we make when we're uh, filling time or whatever when we're talking in different languages. It's a thing about dubbing. I don't. That's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. I like it. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go from there. Uh, so okay, this is an opera. There we go. Encanto singing. Yep. Opera. Yes. Um, an opera. I. That's and that that sounds like something completely new for you at least based on the things from you that I've heard. And is that, so I guess, well, here's my, let me lead up with this question. How long has this three-part project been in the works? Because you've mentioned before how you've kind of had a lot of this mapped out already. So was this, yeah. 
was this part of that? Have you had this like three act opera in your head for like five years or is this more recent where you decided, hey, let's do an opera? Well, so I wasn't thinking about it as an opera. Right. Like I wasn't thinking about it as three parts. I had this. I have like a a four part worm tooth plan that is based on the suits of the tarot to loop it back to the beginning. There we go. Um, where the first one was pentacles, uh, breach was pentacles. Dave's Inferno was uh, swords. This uh, trilogy is cups. Originally, it was going to be one album, and then I, during like the pandemic, uh, while I was doing editing and stuff for Dave's Inferno, I was also just kind of doing some writing, and a lot of the writing that I was doing, I was doing much more loosely than I normally do. So I had a lot of demos, like a lot of loose demos. And I was, you know, uh, refining those. And at some point, it I had the idea, I have this like end game. And I feel like spoiling the end game at the beginning of the album, like, you'd have to have it in the art, you'd have to have all these other things and name it after that. And then it's not as, um, I don't know one of the things that is like really cool about Blair Witch is we barely see any actual proof of a Blair Witch. Yes. And the movie builds with this like, oh, it's about this, there's this going on and then it gets more and more intense. And so And then you never see I it. Kind of, right. <laughs> and so I was I was looking at that and I was uh I, like I said I got really into westerns and I was reading about the western uh trilogy of the man with no name which is for a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and the good the bad and the ugly which is the one everyone knows because it's like really it, it got uh much more famous by that point but um they when i was reading about it there was like a lot of stuff that was taken or transcribed or uh, opera tricks that they used in making their movie. Um, those movies, like uh, a thing that I didn't know about them is that the director already had the score. Like he had, he had gotten somebody to make the score for him. And when they were shooting, since they were shooting silent, uh, he would just play the song that was going to be over the thing during the scene. And then sometimes the scene would end and he would just keep the scene going until the song ended and and things like that, like that. I I really got into the idea of that. And so that's kind of where the idea of doing an opera got into my head of like make like operas are in three parts I found out. And so, uh, you know, I'm not like huge into opera. I I had to do a lot of research once I started deciding I was going to do this as, as more of an opera short of like rock operas. Like I know Tommy, you know, I, 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 but like, I, I don't, it's not this, I know it's not the same. And, and mine isn't the same, you know? Um, but yeah, I wanted it to be, there's something about Wormtooth that I feel is uh, an effort to be classy is like kind of a part of it. For as jokey as I tend to be and as um, weird as the project gets, there's a level of um, fanciness, let's say, that Wormtooth has. The mask itself is quite fancy. And so I think that, I kind of try to stay true to the mask a lot. Um, Is this something that goes with that mask? Is this something that um, fits with that? If that makes sense. 
Yeah. So everything kind of has to, you know, despite all the different kind of directions that you go, everything still comes back to the central theme, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Which again, means you have to listen to all of the things, the interviews and all the records to know exactly sure. what's going on. So you're going to have to put in a lot of work, people. And <laughs> Right. And it is, you know, uh, I, I think really what it is, is uh, what I want more than anything is I want there to be a level beyond the one that you check out. Like, not you specifically, Pat, but you also. But um, yeah. let's say you listen to one song and you're like, oh, this is cool. I wonder what the context of this was on the album. I want there to be an album that kind of makes sense together so that you get that extra context. And when someone checks out the album and they hear like, oh, what's this interview that happens at the end on the last track, this like long last track, what is that? I want to find out more that they can find another level deeper because it, you know, like I said, I want to make people think that they're in and feel like they're in the this magical world, this world that has these other things in it. And if you find one level, if I made three layers and you go two layers deep, great. If you go three layers deep, great. But you probably also think that there's a layer that you missed because like if I did this, wouldn't I also do the next layer or uh, what have you? And that's why, yeah, that's why you're doing three parts. So we have to wait to dig into all those layers. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you know, so the base concept, the first album, Breach, was right about writer's block. The second album was about um, perfectionism. And this album is about imposter syndrome. And and this is all three of them are, are, are kind of about imposter syndrome in this overarching way. And uh, to some extent, it's I think it's a thing that a lot of people deal with, but it's also a thing that I deal with a lot. Um, and the Wormtooth project, I often feel like I am not at the level that I need to be to do the things I want to do. And so I kind of, especially for this project, which is about imposter syndrome, felt I had to push that. Right? Like, uh, I can't do an opera. I shouldn't do an opera, you know? And then it's like, yeah, well, like <laughs> then I should. Like, if I fail it proves my point about imposter syndrome at the very least, you know? Um, yeah. So, so on any level you're, you're getting some kind of answer out of it, right? If you, if right. you do it and it's great, like, Oh, like, of course I could have done an opera because like, why couldn't I do that? If I decide right. to go in this direction with this project that has a lot of layers already, why not add a couple more? Right. And then if right. it, if it's a, you know, flaming disaster, then it's like, Oh, well, of course it was going to be a disaster. Why did I think I could write an opera? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, we've all been there. I mean, uh, you know, creatives have kind of all been there. Like, yeah, why can't I do, uh, why can't I make a concept album all by myself right. over 14 years? Why can't I do that? Well, not by myself, right. but, uh, you know, why, why can't I do that? Yeah. All right, right. Great. Or like, why can't I do this podcast for, you know, seven or eight years and then just keep doing it when no one hears it? Why can't I? Why can't I ask you, Alvaro, why can't I do that? There is no reason. <laughs> which is why this can, still exists right and honestly though i think that it's a i think it's not even just like the podcast is a really great example uh and i wonder if you get this ever as someone who has made so many episodes i'm sure you still sometimes have moments where you're like oh i'm not going to be able to do this one 
Yeah. Like, even though you clearly can, you've done all of these before. Yep. But like, there are times where I listen to old songs I've done and then I go to try to write and I'm like, well, I'm never going to write something as good as that guy did. Like, and it's not like I, <laughs> it's not like I'm actively saying that because I know it sounds dumb. Like that is me, but it doesn't feel like you anymore sometimes like sometimes yeah. it feels like well i could write that before because x y and z but now i couldn't you know like yeah could i still like like wow i did a really good job of like these episodes that got a lot of people talking and people were kind of engaged with all this stuff i can't do that again can i like that's a different guy right back there like now i'm this right. guy you know i'm you know mr new dad guy over here now i'm just my brain is fried. I can't keep doing this. And then, right. you know, here I am. My, the kids won. And here I am still kind of doing maybe some of my best work, if I can say that for myself, which I hate doing. But um, good. Yeah, I, I'm you still, should, though. You like, know, that's like I know I should. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's just like sometimes the, I feel like the show now to talk about me for a minute or two. Sure, um, please. Has really hit kind of a, a nice groove in the last I don't know, four months or so. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what to attribute that to. I think like someone said, I, I had a band on Ruby bones is the name of the band. They're fantastic. Okay. They're from New Jersey. And one of them, I had them on maybe, I think the episode dropped like three weeks before my son was born. Um, I'll put it in the show notes if you want to hear it. So uh, it was suggested like, Hey, why don't you put the song? Like when you have a song featured, why don't you put that first and then do the rest of the show? So someone coming in to listen to the artist can hear that right away. I'm like, all right, no one's ever asked me, like no one's ever said that to me before, but I'm going to try it. So I started doing it and the show has really kind of, I feel like that's really helped me with the flow of the program since I started doing that. I'm like, that sounds pretty great. Why don't I do this all the whole time? Like, this is great. And it's just right. like weird little tweaks like that, that I've made just on a suggestion from someone who's like, yeah, I'll try it. And it really has worked out. So thank you to Chris from Ruby Bones. Cool name. Very cool name. Yeah. Yeah. They're, what, uh, what genre band are they? They're um, a lot of, I, he describes them as he's trying to be the Strokes. So cool. <laughs> so kind of like in that okay. vein, I, I described the record at the time as it has a lot of singable guitar solos. Um, oh, cool. As we were doing earlier, like, yeah, yeah. like it's a lot of, there are a lot of that on the record. It's called Paper Tiger. Or no, it's called, oh shoot, Paper Tiger is a Thrice song. Um, oh, what is the, hold on, I need to figure this out. What is the goddamn record called? Why don't I know? Oh, this is so annoying. This is so, why don't I, Laser Tooth Tiger. Do you mean Laser Tooth Tiger, their yes, album, Laser Tooth Tiger? Yeah. Yes, Laser Tooth Tiger. Paper Tigers is a Thrice song. Um, oh my God, they use <laughs> the same... <laughs> I'm on their website right now. Nice. Um, Rubybones.com. There you if go. If you go to wormtooth.net, <laughs> you'll notice that we use the same um, we use the same template. Oh, really? We use the same Squarespace template for our. Uh... Ooh, this is cool. <laughs> I'm on wormtooth.net like right now. Got a whole thing going on. I like it. We talk about, uh, we, you know, you know, I love to get meta. Of course. But um, do you think that the interview with Ruby Bones also went particularly well? I thought it was fantastic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is I it easier it. to interview a group of people than it is to interview one person? Um, in some ways, yes, because then like there's less. I guess it also depends on the, the specific people you're talking to, but there's kind of less chance for dead air because someone, right. one of us somewhere will have some kind of input on the on whatever the topic is. And so there's less of a chance to be like, huh? And there's a pause like, oh, now what do I have to do? So there's there's less chance for that. But uh, it's more intimidating to talk to more than one person. Like I did an interview one time with a band of five. And uh-huh. that was utterly, it was really fun. Um, the Wild and Free, they're a three-piece now. But at the time, there were five of them. And uh, they were, it was really intimidating because they were all there. And I'm just like, huh, how am I going to talk to five people at the same time? Was it somewhat hectic? Yeah, a little bit. Would you say that the interview was kind of wild and free? <clears throat> I think we're done here. Uh <laughs> Yo, you know, not I've got to say, having your video when I said that and seeing your your actual reaction <laughs> felt good. That's not something that I've had bef- like uh, when we've done the podcast. Getting to see the 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 face drop entirely <laughs> from realizing this awful joke that the person you're talking to has made. There was yeah. also I love the that because you get to see the there you doing math of like how much of that sent like how many sentences were lead up to this dumb joke. Yeah. Cause I knew you were gonna do it. Like I I knew it because we've known each other for a while. And I'm like, yeah. he's gonna make a really he's gonna cause I said the name of the band, he's gonna try to work that in to a joke he's gonna make. And I was and like yeah. my the wheels started turning. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is a cool band name too. Like that that is another good band name. The Wild and Free. Yeah, they're great. I don't know if they listen, cool. but Ruby Bones, The Wild and Free, thanks for coming on the show. Loved having That's you. Awesome. Come on back. So this uh, does pose a question. Did we play a song of mine at the beginning? No. For interviews, I do it at the end because I want you to sell it and set it up. Although I don't have, like you mentioned when you sent me the this press release, uh-huh. that there was a link to download the album, but I don't see one. So I don't have a track list or anything, I don't think. I thought that was in the email, but... Because you sent it to me on Facebook. Maybe that's Oh, uh, the press release, at the bottom of the press release. Okay. Oh, there's not, a link that maybe says, I'm, to listen to a press copy of the album, click here. Maybe I clicked, I may have actually clicked on the wrong thing. Which would not be out of character for me. I am known to do that. Let me see if I can find it here. There Wait, you are. That's just one song. Oh, my. Well, I guess that's the one we're going to play. Well, that's not the one I want you to play because okay. that's the one that's already out. I, right. give well, you, we can play. I, mean, I always give you a Sclusi. That's my whole thing. Oh, there I it give, is. Okay. I give uh, the Melting Pat podcast a Sclusi. That's, oh, thanks, man. There, You know what? I, cl- I clicked on the motto. wrong. I don't think I clicked on this the last time. Okay, no problem. That's, so, that's actually my motto. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> it's the worm tooth motto. We give... The Melting Pat Podcast exclusive. <laughs> sure <Fantastic>. for exclusive. <laughs> All right. So now, okay, now I have it. Now, you know, I should have probably found this before we started talking, but I feel like the other part of that, like I, I think about that when, when someone has an album coming out and they haven't released much, I always mm-hmm. think like, should I listen first or should I wait and let them kind of tell me what it's about? And I feel like, 
I didn't do it on purpose this time, but I kind of like not knowing what's coming, like what we're about to hear, because I'd rather have yeah. you kind of let everyone know like, hey, you've never heard this before, but here's what, here's the kind of thing, like we've been talking about, like here's the kind of right. thing that we're trying to tell. And so I feel like without having prior knowledge of it, you might be able to dive in a little bit more. Right. That's just an excuse because I forgot to click on the press release and didn't That's listen fine. to the song. But I made it work. That sounds good, right? Yeah. Perfect. Um, I the, the difference is you get to kind of ask questions from more what the audience's perspective might be yes. if they are a new audience member. Yes. Whereas if you do the interview the other way, then you're really just doing it for fans of the band. Right. Which may not be everyone who listens to the episode. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so some of them are actually, I'm realizing uh, I had to rename one because it was, there was a typo. Nice. Love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I like that. Uh, I like that I'm going in blind here. I think it's great because then I don't have, I'm not asking questions specifically about like, sure. Hey, what happened with this song or what does this mean? Yeah. I kind of get the whole story song ends like this. Yeah. I kind of get the whole story at the same time, much like everyone else is going to hear the album in. Wait, when did I say this coming out? This coming out the 20th. September 2nd. Well, not any of the people that listen to this because they'll probably go to the Indiegogo and get the early download and download it. I hope they do. Uh, But yeah, yeah, this is coming out six days before the album. Yes. See, this episode is coming out six days before the album. And uh, the Indiegogo ends the same day as the album is dropped. So, okay. If it's between that, if you're listening to it between that time, which I'm sure you are, you probably saw, oh, a new melting pad. You just like immediately (laughs) like stopped what you were, turned off the Godfather and then like (laughs) (laughs) started watching uh, or started listening to the melting pad. And you're like, oh, is this what I've heard? It's got worm tooth. I've got to. Oh, no, it's a new worm. Okay. It has worm tooth on there a lot. Or they go this uh, guy again. Jesus. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, this one, I, I've i always like kind of had a very uh, industrial and electronic basis, I guess. Where like don't I say. add other instruments. I add other things. You know, there's cello on breach. There's some violin on dave's inferno but there's like a very uh industrial as the building block for everything and on this track uh, on this album i think it's a, a a little more organic than that there's a lot more guitar there's a lot more in general just I, I feel like it has a much more organic feel than the other two okay i like it i like it so yeah. you're you are cons- even though you're coming back on the show to talk about the same project you're consistently evolving it to a point where we still have enough to go for an hour. Right. That's the goal. Which which is great. Which is kind of That's my other yeah. motto. <laughs> Evolve so that we have enough to talk about it for an hour. Fantastic. Um, I love it. So, all right, so we're not going to play The Man in the Long Coat. So, which song are you are we going to feature here uh, uh as we I, wind up? I think uh, No Gods No Masters. Uh, I mentioned that Shadow Studios is working. We we actually shot the music video already. They're they're doing editing and stuff. Okay. Um for it but I think No Gods, No Masters would be the best one to do because it's going to be the next single. You can get a, a exclusive first uh Oh, wow. Access. So, I, so I'm premiering a single on the show. Yeah. Oh, Again, wow. wow. Every time. I've done this on purpose every time. I love it. Thank you for that. Yes, No Gods, No Masters. All right, so tell me, I want to know, uh, as much as you're 
as you're willing to share about the song everyone's about to hear for the first time, probably, um, No Gods, No Masters. So the uh, original beat, it was produced by Ostubash. I did, I did some stuff on that afterwards. There's group vocals. So there's actually like a, a whole bunch of people on, on this track. Anami Fatal, who I have worked with a lot. She was on uh, several songs on Breach. She's on a bunch of the songs on this album. Agnes Klein, also, who was the cellist on Breach, is on this song as well. Nice. Um, and then uh, there are, I've, I've been expanding Wormtooth, so there are actually more members of Wormtooth. I've been practicing with a band, and the band isn't playing on this track, but two of the members, A Classical, who uh, was on Breach as Psycho Ra, now goes by A Classical. He's my backup guy at shows and ghostling who does some singing on this did some flute on the track control i think on side b uh which is the last track but yeah no gods no masters is uh the first song that really i started working on that made me realize i had a project that i was building uh as opposed to just some loose demo songs like it was the one that really took shape the fastest okay so this one was you know it's the third track on the album but this is the one that you you sat down and you got through however much of the song and said yep we got it now we have to build a world around this yeah uh honestly i i was um working on this i think i had a verse and a chorus when shadow studios asked if they could do a music video for me and i was like, okay, well, let me finish this song so that you can do that music video. <laughs> and as I started working on it, um, the other songs kind of, I started getting ideas that didn't work for this song that, you know, became parts of the other songs. And then suddenly I was filling in gaps. And uh, and then, you know, we've been working on ideas for the music video uh, for a while, but really a lot of the ideas that the ideas for doing the AI stuff came from our ideas for the music video. And there's a whole bunch of AI stuff that I've been doing uh, to promote this album with, uh, you know, art, uh, digital paintings and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, so this is like kind of the foundational song in a way. Okay. I love it. I love it. And even though I've not heard it, I'm sure it's great. And I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to get, because I've known this project for since its inception, I think. Um, Yeah. And kind of yep. knowing the way things are structured, even though this isn't going to be the same vein as those things. Like, if you know Wormtooth, you know that you're getting the story, enough of the story to go, huh, that's interesting. Let me keep yeah. going to see where else this leads. I guess uh, this is also, this album has a lot of different peaks and valleys. Like, I like the fader on genre got switched around a lot during the tracks. <laughs> uh, this is the most rap, like straight rap song like your classic boom bap rap song. There are some elements of it that aren't like that, but this is if you if you like worm tooth rapping, this is really the one the 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 standout track for that. Um and if you don't like worm tooth rapping, then you probably stopped listening to this interview. So that I feel like more and more there are people that like the noise stuff I do. <laughs> I I have a, a group of people I send out my tracks to get notes from and uh you know because i don't have like you know i can't afford to go to an expensive studio where they do all the like all that work 
So I just have like a group of people I send stuff to and they, they tell me, Hey, your drums are bad or whatever, you know? And, um, (laughs) I have, Hey, you suck. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, track one, this is really good. Love this track two, you suck track three. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, maybe turn the volume down on the, the bass, but, uh, I have gotten a lot of notes about the ambient noise stuff that i do on my albums which to me i always kind of thought as like interludes or between song things but i have now started thinking as more part of what i do i guess and there's a lot of that on this album i like it i like it so again consistently evolving the project to give me exclusives fantastic yes love it every bit of it so this (laughs) this is no gods no masters yeah i like it a lot look at you you sound like a pro. We're not, <laughs> we're not done yet, but oh, I feel like we should sorry. have waited because, well, I have to, you know, let everybody know oh. the album comes out September 2nd. The Indiegogo right. also ends that day, correct? Correct. Okay. So you can still get some stuff. No VHS tapes, but you have cassettes and card packs and posters and those things are still available. Right. Yes. And there may be VHS tapes again. I just have to find a reliable source for a VCR that I can use. I need two VCRs is the thing. Okay, fair. To duplicate the tape. Got it. Okay, so uh, none of that for now, but you know, there's a shirt, there's artwork, there's all kinds of stuff at the Indiegogo. All of this will be in the show notes. Very easy to get to because I'll forget where it is. So I'll just put it all in one spot for me and for you. Um, Yep. So yeah, Alvaro, thanks a lot for doing this, man. Once again, your 17th time on the show. Yep. Just as fun as the other ones. Yeah. And thank thank you so much for having me. Uh, honestly, it's a it's it's always a it's always fun. Oh, of course, man. I'm glad to hear you say that. So, Wormtooth, the uh, the album, the Man in the Long Coat. I'm sorry. Let's do this right. It's the Yellow Tapes Act One. The Man in the Long Coat drops September second. Here is we just said it, and I just closed the tab. No gods, no no gods, no masters. It's the Melty Pat. We're coming right back.
There you have it, Wormtooth, No Gods, No Masters, The Yellow Tapes Act 1, The Man in the Long Coat, coming September 2nd, wormtooth.net. For more from him, all of those things, the Indiegogo will be at the show, in the show notes as well. All the links to all his stuff will be in the show notes, but if you want to go directly, go do the thing, wormtooth.net. There you go. Thank you, Alvaro, for joining me once again. Always a pleasure when you are able to come on the show and just talk about all kinds of stuff. And uh, we do have a bonus at the end, so stick around for that or not. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not your dad. Can't tell you what's going on, but uh, there we go. The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. Thank you. And um, there we go. We're just about done. We added a bit. I had a plan for that. I was going to do the actual thing and then go higher a little bit at the end and then decided to not do that and improvise. And I'm sure that uh, if anyone is still left, that you appreciated that from me. Listen, if you if you are <laughs> if you're a longtime fan of me, you know that I'm going to do that. You know I'm going to just have a little fun once we get to the riff. And then maybe the artist will like it. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't listen. I have no idea. But uh, my thanks to Alvaro for joining me. Wormtooth. Uh, the man... <laughs> <laughs> the man in the long coat the yellow tapes act one the yellow the yellow tapes man um it's coming out september 2nd still have time for the indiegogo so go do that over there whatever you want to do um so go check all of that out and uh that is all for today we're good right all right the meltingpath.com for all of my stuff uh there's a network tab to find out what's going on all around with all the other shows we have here so go check that out i'm working on for if you know how to format html things to make them look pretty let me know, because I'm not paying for Squarespace. Uh, <laughs> I'm keeping my free site, so let me know how to make it look better. All right, the network tab over there. Um, also, there's a subscribe tab. You can sign up for the monthly newsletter, if that's free. And the Patreon, that is $5 a month. You get a bonus, uh, usually a bonus video and or audio. I try to do that when, well, whenever we have time. The last two that we did were just uh, Jill and I were sitting on the couch or wherever, 
talking about stuff, and I said, ooh, let me record this for the patrons. So we have those, and sometimes there will there will be some more segments going on. Uh, today, no video, because we had a guest, and I didn't do the video. So there you go. I didn't have time to do that either. I had to take apart a table this morning. So there we go. But this will be up. Uh, you'll get At the very least, you'll get the show a couple days early and uncensored. So there's your incentive right there. I'll do some writing. I'll do some, talk, blah, blah, I'll do some song demos and uh, and whatever else you'd like to hear or and or see. If you want a special episode, let me know. That costs more money, but there you go. All that stuff at TheMouthyPat.com. Let me know what is going on over there. All right? All right, there we go. We good? We are good. No G-Love today. We will have a bonus after the credits here, and um, I think that's all. All right, next week, I don't know. So I have, a, I have an idea for next week because it's a big wrestling weekend, and so I would like to have someone on to talk about both shows that are going on that weekend. If it can't happen, then I'll do a regular show, or we may have a guest. That's the thing. I don't know. I'm, I may have some more interviews coming up soon, so uh, we shall see. So come on back next time for all the fun. If you are into wrestling and would like to chat with me, my schedule is very limited, but um, let me know, and we can talk about both the WWE Clash at the Castle and AEW All Out that are both happening next weekend. So there we go. Help me out. Maybe? No? All right. Whatever you want to do or not. Just go have fun, okay? This has been an 8-Boiler production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. We are good, right? Yes. Thank you for listening. I love you so much. I'll talk to you next time with whatever or whoever is going to come on and, uh, and have all the fun. All right? All right. We're good to go. I got stuff to do. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. fantastic great we did it um you know i thought of this and didn't want to segue back to a thing (laughs) while we were still recording but the idea of now that marvel and star wars are owned by disney there is a whole different subset of like several whole subsets of disney villains we haven't talked about that's true that is Mr. True. Burns. Oh my. Oh my. Is now God. a Disney villain? All right, we're going to have to Okay. All right. At some point then in the next how whenever we're going to have yeah. to go through and find some more Disney villains and I'll find the the categories we had. I I'm sure I still got it written down somewhere. Um well, I'll have to we'll have to do that. This is still recording by the way, so we'll put this in at the end as a teaser. Oh. For the next time you come back on the show, we'll do more Excellent. because now we have more Disney villains to pick from and not just like new Disney movies. A couple but, more, right? No, yeah. it's like they've like tripled the, the amount yeah. in a way. I love it. I also see you work with a Jeff Bankert. I think he and I went to high school together. I went to high school oh, with a yeah. Jeff Bankert. Jeff, uh, he's a writer. Um, I met him through playing Magic the Gathering. Uh, honestly, Jeff Bankert, uh, his writing was instrumental in this project. He's been a writing partner of mine for a while uh, for all, all, all the lore stuff. I kind of write that with him. Nice. 
All right, uh, I'm leaving like this what, in at the end. Hi, Jeff. Yeah. No, hey, I haven't seen you since high school. Whenever there's like an but, interview but hey, man. or something, <laughs> he helps me with all of those. Okay. Yeah. Oh, He's great. Wonderful. Yeah, I was just Real great guy, too. Yeah. I haven't seen him since 2006, but uh, I'm sure he's still great. Not that we were like that makes sense. good Close friends, or anything, right. but like I, I think we know who each other is. I don't know. Yeah, I only really know him from playing Magic the Gathering. Okay. But then we kept in touch. And now he's your, your right hand almost. Yeah. He was very instrumental in the whole Man in the Long Coat uh, writing in the original and then he helped me do the interview with uh, for Dave's Inferno. And then there's an interrogate. There's a set of interrogations in on side B of this album, and he he helped me with those. All right. Well, it sounds like I'm gonna have to have Jeff on the show then to talk specifically about working with you. I think that's gonna be great. <laughs> that would be. I would listen. That'd be interesting. That might be a lot of fun. So we'll leave this in at the end of the show. Hi, Jeff. I don't know if you listen or if you will, but yeah. I'd- there we go. Well, I mean, I, now I'll tell him that we talk about him on this show. <laughs> At the, and after like, an hour and a half. To, I never went to school with this guy. I don't know yeah, who he's talking. I mean, <laughs> it, could al- it could also be a different person. Like, right. that's, that's, that's also true. But who knows? Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But uh, yeah, we're good. We got plenty. Thanks, man. All right.